Hey friends, welcome to Because She Chose. If you're a busy mom desiring consistency and growth in your relationship with God, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Camille McIntyre. In this show, we'll discover practical tips, find helpful resources, and interview amazing women as they share their stories on growing in their relationship with God. Thanks for joining in and listening. Welcome back to Because She Chose. This is the podcast for busy mamas and overwhelmed women just like me, Camille McIntyre, your host. And I wanted to talk about August being National Wellness Month. I know it's difficult to even think about what that even means, but it really is a time to focus on self-care, stress management, your daily health routines. And I wanted to chat a bit about it because incorporating wholesome habits into your lifestyle for an entire month it will just show you how much better you really can feel at the month's end. And I talk about it because I know so many moms, you're always telling me, I never have time for me. I'm always running like a chicken with my head cut off and I'm burning the candle at both ends. And I'm telling you, I understand it. I know what it's like because I've always had a hard time taking care of me, putting me first before my kids, before my husband, before my ministry. And it's something that's like, it's a balance, yes, but you have to definitely prioritize you because research shows that self-care helps manage stress and it promotes happiness. Whether you challenge yourself to a new exercise regimen or like maybe if you try a different spa treatment, like I want to go get a massage, I'm desperate. But making small changes will really have a positive impact on your overall health. So like I said, one of the ways I practice self-care, I love massages. I love to go and take care of me and get a facial done or my nails and a mani-pedi and all that stuff. But I really, at this season of my life, love spending quality time with my family. It really helps me to decompress and recharge. And you know, we had a trip to the ballpark with our church family and I got my son to come with me and my husband was there. And we had a great time and I felt so refreshed afterwards. Or maybe you need a special dinner. Two of my kids are having birthdays. They have the same birthday week coming up and we're going to have some special dinner and cake with the whole family. And it's going to be great. It's creating memories with you know my people. And I'm even thinking about right now, I'm sitting in this office and it's 8.30 at night and it's on a Monday, right? And there's a thunderstorm going on outside and I have so many things that I still have to do before I go to bed tonight. I'm like, man, like, how do you do this? I mean, how about you? Do you, you know, include your family in your self-care activities? Do you prefer to have like alone time? I mean, I need my alone time as an introvert, of course. And every woman's season of life really does call for a different set of self-care practices. Like I said, my kids are older now, so I don't really need to try to get away so much and be alone because they're older and they're mainly out of the house. So I do have a lot of time and I have to schedule time with them. So my self-care looks different than yours if you have little babies because you're trying to get a breath in and and just get a, a time to take a shower, you know, and I understand that. So in today's episode, the reason I wanted to share this was because there is a dear sister in Christ of mine from our church family, Oasis Church NYC, and her name is Darlene Garcia. And I asked her quite a while ago to just write down her testimony because she is such an encouragement to me, always has a smile on her face, always there to help in whatever way she can in church. You know, she was teaching our children's ministry for so long. And 
I want to read her words as she has written them out for us and just to share her story with us. So Darlene writes this. She starts out saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians 4, 6. Now I'm going to be speaking in Darlene's voice. And she writes, I thought the dull pain I felt on my upper right abdomen would go away with just a little coconut and peppermint oil combination, which has always worked for me before. Earlier that evening, I had dinner with the family to celebrate my husband's 50th birthday and thought the pain was due to eating too much. However, when the pain continued and nothing else helped, I made several medical appointments, including a CAT scan to figure out what was going on. I remember having to wait about three weeks to get my CAT scan, but the pain was so much, it was too much. So I checked myself into the hospital late November, 2019 and had some tests completed there. When the emergency room doctor asked me the question, does pancreatic cancer run in your family? I felt numb. I felt that moment was just a bad dream and it couldn't be reality. Being told that you have or could have cancer is the last thing you want to hear, but instantly I sought the Lord for help. And it was at that moment I experienced a peace within me that amazed me. I wasn't afraid and I knew it was because the Lord's peace was comforting me like a warm blanket. I've always trusted in the Lord, but if I'm being honest with myself, there were times I've allowed fear to take over where I had to get myself together and seek the Lord for help. But this time it was very different. There was an instant peace within me that kept assuring me that everything was going to be okay in the midst of the serious news, pain, and all of the medical appointments after that. I spent the rest of 2019 taking tests and searching for a doctor to figure out a treatment plan. In January 2020, after being diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, I avoided the internet for information on pancreatic cancer because I knew my focus needed to be on the Lord and not on the disease. I just listened to what the doctor had to say, and then I would turn to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord, but what do you have to say about this? I know that absolutely nothing is impossible with the Lord, and if I just continue to believe that all is going to be okay, and it's all in His hands without no doubt, then all is going to be okay. I removed every doubt and every negative thought from my mind. I fed my mind with His love, His word, and His promises. The doctor confirmed that surgery was not possible at the time because the tumor was surrounding a portal vein, so I would go through 13 rounds of chemotherapy and three consecutive weeks of radiation. Therefore, I had a procedure done to get my chest port placed for chemo. Chemo was super intense, and I lost over 25 pounds in a very short period of time. I was constantly nauseous, and my body was in so much pain. I remember one night, I just couldn't take the pain anymore and was just asking the Lord for his healing. And at that moment, quoting all of the healing scriptures I could think of and just surrendering my entire self to him because I was so exhausted. But I remember waking up the next morning feeling so much better and with more energy and just thanking him for another day. This led me to be even more appreciative for each day as a gift and to never take it for granted. I was also thankful that in the midst of all my pain, I was also able to get a good night's sleep. And every morning thereafter, I felt better and stronger. 
During my chemo, I agreed to take some special tests to see if the pancreatic cancer was due to a gene mutation, and the test results confirmed that it was an ATM gene mutation. This gene mutation puts one at a higher risk of getting pancreatic cancer, breast cancer, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, and possibly other types of cancers. I was informed that my family had to get tested, especially my identical twin sister, because it was very likely that she was carrying the mutated gene, which turned out to be the case for her too. When I reached out to my older sister about it, she mentioned to me that my twin sister had been recently informed that she had an early stage of breast cancer. My sisters didn't want to upset me with the news because of what I was going through, but because of the gene mutation test results and they needed to be tested, they had no other choice but to share that news with me. Thankfully for my twin sister, her breast cancer was caught at a very early stage and was able to get treated with the best medical care, and she is doing very well today. My older sister and mother's test results came back that they were not carrying the mutated gene and my son and daughter would need to get tested at the age of 30. I do believe that the test results will come back negative for my children, my grandchildren, and my future generations, that it will be gone in the name of Jesus, and I just leave it in his hands. 2020 was a very challenging year for all during the COVID pandemic, and it was so hard to see people suffering. This just added more weight to what I was experiencing personally. My husband and daughter lost their jobs, and it was very hard for them to find another. But by the grace of God, peace, and love of God, he supplied all of our needs, and his joy was with me at all times. After my radiation treatment, I was approved to be on medication that keeps the pancreatic cancer stable. My CAT scans for my pancreas have been stable for 2021 and 2022. There have been a couple of times where I needed two breast biopsies done to rule out breast cancer and radiation for two lung nodules and other related medical issues, but I'm currently stable medically at this moment. I've had a challenging three years, but I am so thankful that the Lord has covered me with his peace. He is my calm through every storm that I face. I refuse to let doubt, negative words, fear, and panic control me. I am grateful for every second of my life, and I will continue to trust him with all of my heart. I believe that I can be completely healed at this moment in the name of Jesus, but I trust that his timing is perfect, and as long as he is by my side, that is all I need. I have surrendered my entire self to the Lord, and I have shared his love to all those around me. To those who ask why I am so calm and at rest about it, my response is that he is real He loves us so much and cares for us so much. And all we need to do is make him Lord of our life and trust him. Life challenges can be difficult, but when you have the Lord on your side, you can overcome anything. Isn't Darlene's testimony incredible? Well, let me tell you, since this writing, there's been such great news where she has overcome her battle with cancer. She now has a granddaughter by the same daughter she mentioned in the letter, and they're doing well. You know, I always wonder, Lord, what is your plan in my life or for this person's life? Because I remember the day that my husband and I went to pray with Darlene in the hospital as she was in a lot of pain and had no idea that what was up ahead yet hadn't yet been diagnosed. But as her pastor's, 
you know, you never know what the outcome for any situation may be. But as I prayed for her, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, move miraculously on Darlene's behalf. And boy, did he ever. And this is why I talk so much about taking care of yourself. This is why I'm like a broken record while I'm always preaching this. It's not because it's a selfish thing. Because I know how firsthand, how we as busy moms, we put ourselves last. We never put ourselves first in the order of priority. But without us, our families will struggle. And Darlene, thank God, and her sister listened to their bodies and listened and said, you know what? I'm going to go get checked out. Thank God they did. And it's something that I have struggled with for a long time myself because I, like I said, I say, yes, I'm going to take care of myself. And then months will go by and I'm like, oh, I really should have been to the doctor by now, or I should have gotten those tests done. And I was supposed to get that procedure. And again, I fall into that trap of doing, doing, running, running for everyone else but me. And a few months ago, I got really sick and I was like, what is going on? And I got scared. I was actually afraid like to go to the doctor because I was like, hmm, maybe there's something worse. And I just kind of didn't want to know. And my doctor, every time I saw my doctor every few months, she was like, did you go to get those tests? Did you go to get, I was always like, okay, I'm going to go until I got a scare. And, you know, I had to go and have a mammography done. And after that, they were like, oh, you need to come in and have a sonogram done. And I thought, well, I certainly have had two surgeries before to have two nodules removed in the past. I'm like, Lord, is this going to happen again? And could this be the time? You know, so fear is always a thing. None of us are immune. I am a pastor's wife. Yes. But it doesn't mean that I'm like this giant in the faith. I have the same struggles that you do. And I had to overcome that moment and say, you know what, I'm just going to go. And thank God that the test results came back and there was nothing there. They said it was, you know, probably a mistake or they have that happen sometimes. And it's just that being afraid of what the outcome is, I think a lot of times that's one of the reasons why we just push it aside and say, we're not going to take care of me. So yes, physically and your health and getting the proper medical treatments that you need, get that done. Take care of you. Because I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going through menopause and having these hot flashes constantly throughout the day and night. And I started to feel depressed. I was like, Lord, I'm gaining weight. I felt like, I don't, I can't even tell you. I felt like I was losing my mind for a minute. I just told my husband, like, I don't think prayer is going to work here. I need to like go get something, you know, with the doctor. And I looked into some things. I was able to get some supplements and I'm feeling better now. And I've got myself back on my health regimen. But what happens is, is that the minute that you say you're going to do something, you know that there's the enemy of your soul who is going to try to steal, kill, and destroy. And just as I'm in the middle of this great exercise plan and eating healthier again, I fall down the stairs. Like, <laughs> could you even imagine? I fell down the stairs. I clipped one of my ribs. I thought it was broken. I went and I got the x-rays. And of course, they came back. Everything was fine. But I, I mean, I couldn't breathe. I felt like, I was like, Really? Is this really happening to me? Like, I can't work out again. I have to be extra careful with what I'm eating. And it's just this circle. I'm constantly going in. So one of the things that I've been doing to try to pull myself up out of this kind of miry pit that I find myself in sometimes, because things happen, bad things happen. And one of the ways I've been taking care of myself this summer is to listen to this weekly podcast by Christine Kane. 
And her purpose for this summer podcast series was to help you nurture a habit of rest and recharging your soul, refreshing your spirit and renewing your passion so that you can move forward with peace and joy. And I started realizing I'm not doing anything in peace and joy lately. (laughs) I'm doing a lot of complaining because I'm in pain and you know, oh my gosh, now I have to take pain relievers. Like I don't even like taking medicine. And God was like, you need to come to me because that's the first podcast episode that she dropped on us was Matthew eleven twenty eight 28, because Jesus gives you one of the greatest invitations known to mankind. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I'm like, what does that rest even mean? What does that even look like, Lord? And I've talked about this before, and I can spend an entire weekend in my pajamas, no joke, on my couch, either Netflixing or reading book after book, and I still don't feel rested. Have you received this rest that Jesus talks about? Do you know what it's like? Because facing challenge after challenge, like what I'm talking about right here, and even what Darlene has gone through, and so many of you, it can make us and leave us feeling crushed and depleted of energy and passion that you really don't even want to pursue God's purpose for your life. I know I feel that way a lot of times. So instead of thriving, we can burn out and then settle for just surviving. That was something that she said in the podcast that hit my soul. She says, are you thriving or are you surviving? And I really felt like I was just barely surviving. But when God has made a way for you to live with rest and renewal for your soul, you get to experience the abundant life that he's actually talking about, that he said that I have given to you. So I'm like, Lord, help me to live that way. So here are some questions that she had us write down throughout this series. And she said, take your time when you answer them. Here are the questions. The first one was, have you lived through a season when you tried to do everything and all of it in and of yourself? And how did that work out? (laughs) And I really felt like I was doing that. I felt like as much as I love the Lord and as much as I pray, and I am a prayer warrior, and as much as I can read the word and study, there's still some times where I feel like I'm just striving. And that was the next question. She said, where did you find yourself at the end of all of that striving and trying and doing it in your own strength? And as I wrote down the answers to those questions, I was like, really? Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm going nowhere fast. And then she asked, what are some of the ways that you can nurture a daily habit of rest? And I was like, a daily habit of rest? I'm lucky if I'm doing the Sabbath rest one day a week. And I was like, all right, what can that look like for me? So the summer's not yet over. I have been doing this for, I think, nine weeks now, eight weeks now. And she said, here, here's a challenge. I'm going to challenge you with it. This was the challenge for your action of the week. You know, you can't fulfill your God-given purposes in your own strength because none of us really can, right? And you need the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. You need his rest that only he can give you. He alone can meet you in your darkest place, your most anxious hour, your most defeated moment, and take that time to just respond to his invitation and receive his rest. That's what I started realizing. I'm like, I'm trying to strive for something that he's already wanting to give me. And all I have to do is say, I receive your rest. Help me, Lord, to receive this gift that you have. 
Because I can, like I said, lay on the couch all I want for 24 hours on a weekend and be like, still be exhausted because my mind is going. So I started to write down some prayers and I want you to pray this prayer during your devotional time. If you feel like this is resonating, it's simple. Just say, Jesus, thank you for the gift of your rest. Help me to receive your renewal for me every single day this week. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. And when you pray that prayer, like really sincerely, he is going to meet you. So when I would take my time with my devotional time, five, 10 minutes in the morning, and then I would take my drive to work and I would talk to him. Every time I was in the car, I said, Lord, I want to focus on you in this moment. I could listen to a podcast. I could listen to a sermon. I could listen to all these things, but I'm just going to be quiet for a minute. And I just want to hear you. I want to experience your presence. I need that because I'm not resting well in you. So what I'm going to do next week on the podcast, I'm going to talk more about what Jesus's invitation to rest really means. For now, just take those questions. See if you could answer them through the week. Pray that prayer every day and check in with me next week. I would love to hear from you if you are doing this. If this is something that you feel you need, I would love to pray for you because I am starting to feel like I'm coming up on the other side and coming up out of this valley that I've been feeling like I've been in. And I want to encourage you as well. I'm praying for you, sisters. Much love to you. Can't wait to talk more to you about God's sacred rest next week. Be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of Because She Chose. I hope you found some encouragement and help to find time to grow in your faith. Let me know if today's episode resonated with you and send me a message on Instagram at Camille underscore McIntyre or at Because She Chose, also on my Facebook business page, Camille McIntyre. If you are loving what you are hearing, make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave me a review and rating. Until next time, take care.